Hi everyone, I'm Daniel. Um, I just wanted to start by saying thank you to the Gateway team for letting, my, letting me share my testimony today. Um, it's a real privilege. My story is one full of what ifs, disappointments, stuff that I can't yet fully process or tie in a neat bow, but it's a story which I'm sure many of you can relate with. But my story starts here at Gateway where I grew up when I was three or four, ever since I can remember, I've been calling this place my home. When I was little, I went through God's own. Uh, this is where my faith journey began. Uh, I'm so grateful to have found my own relationship with God here and to have built a faith foundation that still stands strong. I then started going to youth in year seven and still haven't brought myself to leave yet as I've been youth leading for the last four or so years and it's been such a privilege. Funnily enough, by helping open up a space for the youth to share their testimonies on a Friday night, I realized I hadn't really shared mine yet at Gateway and God wouldn't shut up until I did. So here I am. But youth was a safe place for me because I had such some pretty big challenges in high school. In year 10, a routine chiropractor appointment led me to get an x-ray on my back because of concerns I might have this thing called scoliosis. And if you don't know what that is, it's where you've got a bit of a curve in your spine when you can't stand up as straight or you've got a bit of a tilted back. So the next week I went to get an x-ray and didn't really think anything of it until I got in the car and pulled out the x-ray and it looked a bit like this. I was shocked to say the least. When I opened that envelope to see my x-ray, that is not what I expected. One thing led to another and after talking to many specialists, I ended up needing to wear a back brace 23 hours a day, seven days a week, which looked a bit like this. This is a photo of me wearing it for the first time and it was very uncomfortable. So for a 16 year old to be walking around with this under his shirt at school was pretty awkward and it sucked. It was hard to process not only the diagnosis, but the identity shift. I really did just become that guy with scoliosis. I was so desperate to be healed, so I'd often get prayer for healing. There were times I'd be really disappointed and frustrated. The what ifs, the why nots. Why wouldn't God heal me? Surely he wanted me to be healed. And I know he wanted me to ask to be healed. But after some time, I came to the realization I wasn't going to be. Not in the way I was hoping anyway. I hadn't given up on healing. I knew God still was the God who heals. It's just that growing up in a church, I learned to hear God's voice, what he was saying to me. And I sensed him not so much saying no to my physical healing, but yes to him using my story for good. Still, two years later, I finally took off my back brace for the last time. And instead of having a 45 degree curb in my back, at a 35 degree curve, which I still have to this day. Great news, mostly. I stayed hopeful, but honestly, I was still disappointed that I wasn't healed completely the way I wanted. I knew this was part of God's plan, but I couldn't see how this situation made sense in my plan. I had to just keep trusting my what ifs with God and hold on to that sense that God was going to use this part of my story. Fast forward now to almost three years later, COVID had hit 
and we were in the depths of lockdown. I was busy playing hours and hours of Among Us on my computer, whether it was at youth or with friends, um, and I was busy trying to occupy myself with whatever I could find. And then on the 14th of September in 2020, my dad suffered a major heart attack. Although the paramedics were able to get a heartbeat again, my dad never regained consciousness. He was taken to hospital where he stayed in intensive care for the next 10 days. During this time, we found out from the doctors that not enough blood had gotten to his brain while his heart was stopped and that he wouldn't wake up again. Just like that, my dad was gone. And this made me so angry at God. The what ifs, the why nots. How could he let such a thing happen to a good person like my dad? How dare he? None of it made any sense to me and it all just happened so fast. I think it was three or four days after dad's heart attack, Mark and Sally Ansel were over um, and chatting to us and Mark shared a story with me that stuck with me. He said that a few years back when he was younger, he and a few of his mates were in the boxing gym and one of his mates decided to challenge the best boxer there to fight. He wanted this guy to not hold back for them both to just go all out. And he ended up getting knocked to the floor. Surprising. Not really. Funny thing was, he was annoyed the other guy hit him so hard, even though it was his idea. The point of the story was this. You can't get in the ring and not expect to get hit. To me, this was saying having a relationship with God isn't going to be easy, so be ready for the heavy hits. And this stuck with me, but to be honest, as much as I believed what I was hearing was true and knew this was what God was telling me, there was just too much hurt and pain to accept it. And I spent a good few years confused, blocking God out. This battle lasted almost two years as I fought to keep away from God until a couple of my really good friends, Ben and Katie Wan, had mentioned that they were going on an impromptu road trip to Sydney for their cousin's young adult church conference and asked if I wanted to come. Reluctantly, as I tried to pull a Jonah and continue sailing as far away from Nineveh as I could, where God was sending me, I still said yes to coming. Come Saturday morning during one of the sermons, the pastor started to tell this story about a guy on the beach he was at had a heart attack. At this moment, I thought, I know what I'm about to hear and I don't want to listen. So I almost got up and left the room to avoid it, but for some crazy reason, I didn't. He continued to go into detail about it and man, it really hurt to listen to. I went through all this pain and fought to get here only to hear a story about how someone else got the happy ending that I wanted. I was angrier than I ever had been at God. I took a chance and let him back in and it felt like all he did was bring back these past what ifs, these past questions and shoved it back in my face. Fortunately, this trip wasn't over yet um, because that night during the last worship session, I decided to let my anger out in the only way I could think appropriate. I pulled out my phone and I wrote. I wrote a really angry letter to God. 
am going to share with you some of what it said. I let you back in and all you do is give me pain. Real, tough, painful pain. You opened wounds that have been healing and I've finally been in a position where I can accept your voice. I let you speak to me so that you can use me. I wanted to be used without feeling useless. How can I help others when I can't even worship without fear? Give me a break. I need to feel like you don't want to hurt me anymore. Can you even? Now, before I finish that sentence, I wanted to let you know what was going on in the background on the stage at the church. While I was writing, one of the pastors started to do some healing where he'd call out a sickness or an injury or something that God was prompting them to heal. And at the exact moment of me writing the sentence, can you even, the person up the front yells, does anyone here have scoliosis? And that was me. God sees me. I was in the middle of writing, can you even see me? But God cut me off and said, yes, I see you. My angry letter actually ended with God telling me this. I see you. I'm with you. I will heal you. I'm sorry for the pain you've been through. Trust me and I will use it for all for good. God can heal in more ways than just physical. He can heal you spiritually, mentally, emotionally, socially and physically. There is no barrier that God cannot cross. When you know God can see you, he can heal you. When you open your heart, he can heal you. God might work in mysterious ways, and sometimes we don't understand why we feel so much pain. But when we open our hearts to God, we allow him to heal us. Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, socially. The last line I wrote down in that letter was, First came the fire then the rain poured. This moment has helped me reframe my story and has been such a healing experience. I opened my heart again to God. I decided to stop running and it hurt a lot. But that's the thing about letting your walls down. Yes, you're more vulnerable to getting hurt and feeling pain. The devil might be clever, but he's not strong. He might make us question what if, but God tells us what is and that stands strong than any doubt that we might have. When you open your hearts to God, you're in a place for him to do his best healing work. The thing is, is I still have these voices telling me, what if? What if it was just a coincidence that the pastor called scoliosis at the exact time? What if it was just dumb luck? Timing of things like this happen all the time. You're just trying to find any reason you can to feel comfortable about your dad's death. And do you know what? In a way, I could say that's right. What I've also learnt is God can use your what ifs to show us what is. What ifs will always be in our minds, but what is, is the truth. And God is showing me that what is, is God is here in all of it, in the whole story. The longer I journey, the more my what ifs are turning into what is. My dad died, but I know that God is my comfort. He is my reason, and he is my purpose in my pain. See, looking back, the story Mark shared showed me that instead of seeing the what ifs, 
What if I didn't get here? What if I didn't get in the ring? I can see what is. That in this ring of life, we will get some hits, but God is like the great coach helping us through it all, stitching up the wounds, getting us ready for the next round. If none of this hadn't happened at the exact, perfect, unfathomable timing that it did, I wouldn't be up here telling you that I've experienced God in my story and that he's the purpose in your pain. God is undeniably real and I think you're crazy if you trying to keep trying to ignore him. But I'm standing here to today to tell you God is the purpose in my pain and he's the purpose in your pain. Because as hard as it is to see sometimes, he always wins. So I guess now I have a better question than what if. How can we lose if we have God in our corner? How can we lose when the real victory comes from God alone and is eternal life? Just because my dad died doesn't mean he lost the fight. His victory was already won through God and God alone because he accepted Jesus as his true saviour and lived a life as he did. My dad loved God with all his heart and even though he wasn't perfect person or didn't live a perfect life, although he got hit with the most powerful punch anyone can possibly take, he still won. If God can use the story of just some kid with scoliosis who lost his dad and nearly lost hope, I know God can use yours. God is with you in your pain, in your disappointment. And I hope my part of God's story is proof of that.